Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. I want to start a brand new series tonight, but I also want to cast vision for you for the whole year. Um, I know that many of you know this, but uh, LYC, Lakeshore Youth Community, we are not a church. Someone say not. We are not a church. Uh, we are a part of a church. And uh, the, the reason I say that and the reason that's important for, for you and I to understand is because um, one, of the, one, of the, one of the biggest things, and, and please tonight, I'm going to give you a lot of information, I feel like. And so just, like, just hang with me. Look at your neighbor and say, just hang with them. Just, just hang with them. Well, one of the things that's important for you and I to realize is that um, God has a vision for your life. Someone say vision. Like God has a purpose and God has a plan for your life. There's so many scriptures that we could go to, but uh, I think of, of verses like Psalm 139, where it says, before you were formed in your mother's womb, um, God, he knit you together. He actually fashioned or he uh, put, put forth all the days you would live before you ever lived one of them. Uh, Jeremiah chapter one, verse four through five, it says, before you were born, God, he knew you. He set you apart and he purposed and planned your life. I think about Ephesians 2.10 where it says, uh, we are the workmanship of God created in Christ Jesus to do, someone say do, to do good works. In other words, there is something that God has created you to do. God has a vision for your life. God has a plan. God has a purpose for your life. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 is another verse that's like the classic Christian tattoo slash Christian t-shirt and bracelet that is so cliche, but it says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. I know the thoughts. I know the plans that I have that I think towards you. He says, thoughts of good, not of evil, of a hope and a future. Uh, by show of hands tonight, how many of you would say in life, your desire is to be successful? Okay. Like if your hand's not up, we're going to pray for you later. Cause I don't know anyone that's like, actually, bro. Um, you know, I was talking with my guidance counselor and we kind of came to the conclusion that, uh, best case scenario for me is to, uh, be homeless and amount to nothing. It's like, that's not, like no one's going, like their, 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 their yearbook quote, can't wait to beg for money. Like no one, like no one wants to be there. And, and here, here's the reality. Um, if you're a believer in Jesus or if you decide at some point to give your life to Jesus, you just need to know that the way things work is not going, here's my plan. Isn't it so cute? This is my plan. Um, I spent a lot of time at New Year's Eve. I stayed up really late and I just wrote down all my dreams and goals and asked, here's my plan. Now, God, would you bless it? Have you ever been interrupted while you're praying before? Have you been interrupted? Uh, this is a true story. This guy, uh, probably a year or so, he came up to me at church. He's like, Pastor Brandon. I said, yeah, bro. He's like, will you pray for me? I said, dude, I'm a pastor. I'm legally obligated to pray for you. Of course I'll, I'm kidding. I said, of course I'll pray for you, man. He, I said, what do you wanna pray? He's like, well, um, all right, so here, here's this new venture that I'm starting. Well, you pray for me. I said, yeah, bro, let's pray. So we, we sat down. I said, come here, let's sit down, let's pray. I put my hand on his shoulder. And, and I said, Lord, I just asked that, and I started praying that God would give him wisdom, 
that God would help him to know if this is what God had for him. This has never happened to me. I'm in the middle of praying in church, middle of praying. And he goes, <clears throat> Pastor Brandon, hey, so, so, sorry to interrupt the prayer. Um, that's not what I need prayer for. Say what? He, he said, yeah, yeah, I've already decided I'm doing it. I just need you to pray that God's going to bless it and it's going to be wildly successful and I'll make a lot of money. And I'm like, bro, that's not how it works. Like God doesn't bless your good ideas. God doesn't bless your plan. I hate to break it to you, but God is not in the business of going, hey, just whatever you want to do, tell me. And I can't wait to put magic fairy dust on it and for it to be blessed. No, if we want to be successful, we want to experience the hand of God. We go, God, what is it that you have for my life? God, what is it that you're saying to me? God, I, I need to tune in. What's your vision for my life? What's your purpose? What's your plan? And we come under, someone say under, under the vision God has for our life. And that's where God's blessing is. Like, have, have you ever been uh, somewhere where there's a waterfall? It's like God's blessing like a waterfall. His provision, his power, his grace, his blessing, it's on what he is about and what he desires to do, not on whatever you want him to do. And so it's a big deal that I would say for life, but especially when we come into a new year going, all right, new year. Like anybody besides for me, do you still think about or set New Year's resolutions, anybody? Like, I won't ask you what they are, but anyone in this room, you set a New Year's resolution? Anybody by show of hands? Okay, anyone, like that's like three people. That is so depressing. Um, okay, cool. So this isn't relevant to anybody but the three of us, but like people that set New Year's resolutions or people that are like, all right, New Year, I want to, I want to change. I want to be different. I want to, let's say this, maybe you didn't set a New Year's resolution, but is there anybody in here tonight that there's an area of your life you would like to see just be different, change, improve. So that's all of us, right? Like maybe we didn't put it on a piece of paper, but we all have desire for something new. But what we got to come back to realize, hold on, God, before I just start shooting like my ideas and goals and what is it you're saying? And, and here, here's something that we, we need to realize too. Um, just like God has a plan for your life, just like God has vision for your life. Again, just someone say vision. Okay, just like God has vision for your life. God has vision for the church that you're a part of. Now, let, let me just debunk some bad cultural theology. That is that, yeah, church is just like somewhere like that I go. And like I sit in the row, we sing the songs, I hear the message, and then I go do my thing. That's not church. Church is a gathering of people who have been called together by God to live life together, to, to pursue relationship with him together, and to together, someone say together, together, to together say, God, help us to reach the world that you called us to. And, and, and one of the keys to life, if you don't get anything else tonight, get these two things, that you need vision for your life, because vision for your life, what, what God's saying, that's where God's hand's going to be. But, but secondly, you, you need to come under the vision that God has for the church he's called you to. Be, because uh, have you ever heard the saying before that we are the body of Christ? You ever heard the saying before? Like two people, cool. The participation, like did you feel that during worship? The participation is low? Like Caleb, like my, my man. Um, 
we're the body of Christ. How, how many of you would agree with me that your body is not complete if I cut off your arm? It's like, it's like I'm, I'm missing something, bro. If I'm like, hey, uh, do you think I could borrow your left leg? No. Like my left leg ain't going, but the Bible goes, we're the body. So let's just do some, some simple math. If the ear and the left leg and the toe and the eye, like if all the body parts are like, I'm good, I'm doing my own thing. And, and they don't realize they've been called together for a common purpose. It doesn't function right. And so one of the things we, we, we got to do is go, God, you've called me to a church, where, God, wherever you've planted me, which by the way, I'm, I'm dropping lots of nuggets tonight. Like these are not chicken nuggets. These are whiz, like nuggets of wisdom. It's like, that's not funny. Cool. I thought it was funny. Um, but like, you got to get planted in the house of God. Like, the, like the, these are not, not the notes, but Psalm 92 says this, he who's planted in the house of God will flourish. You want your life to flourish? You, you want 2022 to be your best year to date? Plant your feet in God's house. Plant your feet in God's house. Say, say God, what's the vision you have for this house how do I get under that? And how do I start living in that? And God, what's the vision you have for my life? That is how you will have an amazing year. And so what, what I want to do tonight, that's a lot of words to say this. What I want to do tonight is I want to give you vision, give you vision for what God's calling us to do. And then I want to start a, a new series simultaneously. Um, Brad, Brad will, will you throw on the screen that, uh, that paragraph, that sentence um, that, that God is calling us to be a generation that is raised up, ready to engage. And if you throw that up there, uh, I, I want to read this to you. It is a word that God has given our church concerning, concerning us. Uh, about 15, no, make it 18 years ago, our senior pastor, he was in California and he was on a, uh, a pier, Huntington Beach Pier, and he was praying and asking God, as I go to South Carolina from Southern California, South Carolina, as I go, go, go pastor this church, what are you saying? And God gave him uh, like a page and a half of what we would say is a prophetic word. That's like a really churchy, churchy way of saying God downloaded the vision for our church into our senior pastor's heart before he ever even got here. And, and there's this paragraph, there's this little blurb that's specifically related to to us. I'm going to read it to you. This is not our senior pastor's words. These are not my words. The, these are God's prophetic word given to us as a youth community. And it says this, that God is calling us to be a sold out generation, being raised up, ready to engage and defeat the giants that challenge them. They think and dream big, refuse to compromise because they are convinced that God will do all that he promised to do. I'm going to read that again and, and, and give you a little commentary. The, the, the word that God's given us is that we are to be a sold out generation. You know what that means? That, that we have a heart that says, I'm all for God. We have a heart that is not compromised, but is sold out in one direction for, for him. That we're being raised up you know what that means? It means that we're not ready yet. Look at your neighbor and say, you're not ready. Now get humble, look at yourself and go, I'm not ready. I'm not. Like, this means we, we are not ready. Can, can I ask you the question? When's the last time 
that you just said in your heart as it relates to, to what God has for you, I need to grow. Someone's like, this morning, I'm very spiritual. How dare you question me? <laughs> like, like, what, what, like, we're really good at pointing the finger, aren't we? Have, have you ever had someone's like really annoying and you look at them and you're like, grow up. Like what, like what is like, like grow? It's like my, this person right here. But, but when's the last time that we went, I, I need to grow. The, see, the, the, the word for us is that we would not just be a youth group, that we get together and hang out. Maybe that's some other church, that's not us. God has not called us to be people that we get together and we play church. Do you know what it means to play church? What it means to play church is that you know all the songs, you know all the scriptures, you know like the rhythm and routine of what a church service looks like. You know when to raise your hands, when to clap, when to sit down, but you don't know how to live for God. What, what it means to play church is you graduate high school and you get to your second semester in college and you are so far from God, you don't even remember how to get back. That's not us. We've been called to be raised up, and listen to this, ready to engage and defeat the giants that challenge us. Thinking and dreaming big, refusing to compromise because we're convinced God will do all that he promised to do. Uh, I, I, I sent Brad two pictures. Brad, will you throw up the first picture? I want to give you a little illustration. Um, this is my dog, Murphy. Say, hey, Murphy. Murphy is a golden doodle. He's one year old. And if anybody would like to have him, I will pay you $500 to take him because he drives us insane. This is Murphy. Um, let me ask you a question. Do you think Murphy is a lover or a fighter? This, no, he is not both. Murphy is the biggest scaredy cat. Does that even make sense? He's, a scared, he's the biggest scaredy dog. Like, I think there is. Like, like no joke. He's in the front yard because um, our backyard's super muddy, and I'm like, go in the front where there's no mud. He's in the front yard going to the bathroom. And um, uh, what, what did I do? I, uh, I did something that made a loud noise, and it startled him, and he literally, like, jumped off the ground and started running down the street. Like, bro, like, what, what is wrong with you? Like, that's embarrassing. Please never come back. Keep running. That's like... <laughs> We don't, we don't need that in my house. We're trying to raise our kids to be a little more courageous. So that, that's my dog, Murphy. On, on the other hand, uh, throw, throw that other picture. This is my sister's dog. His name is Dunder. Dunder, um, I, okay, I literally, <laughs> I, I, my sister brought their dog to Christmas, like our family celebration, and he ran up to me. And do you want to know what I said to him? Like, I, I can't make this up because this is what I said every time I see him. He runs to me and I go, Dunder, or I don't say Dunder, I just go, I don't like you. I don't want to like you. Please go away. Because he's like, he, he doesn't speak English, guys. It's cool. Like, he doesn't know what I'm saying. He thinks I'm saying, you're such a great dog, but I'm not. Because he, he's just annoying. Here's why he's annoying. Because he always wants to fight. Like, you, like, you, you make a motion, and, and sorry, I'm going to scare you. <laughs> you make a motion, and he's like, let's go. Like, I'm... Like, we're opening Christmas presents, and every motion, he's, like, in your face, like, let's fight. Like, all he wants to do is fight. He, like, not aggressively, like, he just wants to all the time. I, I show you those two pictures be, because here, here's the question I want to ask you tonight. When, when it comes to, to, to your internal makeup, 
when it comes to the challenges, the obstacles, the difficulties of life, which one are you? Because here's the reality for so many people, we, we, we're Murphy. There, there, there's this verse, and, and I don't think it's in the notes, but um, actually it is, Ephesians 6.12. Would you put up Ephesians 6.12? Ephesians 6.12. Ephesians 6.12, this, this is what the Apostle Paul says. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. I'm going to read you a couple of scriptures. Throw up for me John 10.10. 10. John 10.10 10 says this, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Um, we, we, we read this and we get familiar with it, but imagine if I were to tell you, hey, there's someone who's coming to your house tonight and they only have one intention. Um, they, they want to break in and they want to kill every living being in your home. They want to steal valuable property and then they want to set your house on fire and destroy everything that is yours. But... But in a real way, the Bible goes, there's, there's an enemy. There's a thief. And he has one intention. He, he, he wants to completely steal all that God has for you. He, he, he wants to kill you from the inside out so that you are dead on the inside. He wants to destroy all the life that God has for you. First Peter 5.8 says this. First Peter 5.8 says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Uh, anybody besides for me, you just are the person that you think nothing's ever going to happen to you? Like, maybe it's just me. I'm, like, I'm that person that it's like, there's criminals out there. And I'm like, ah, probably not. Like, hey, man, lock your doors. Ah, it's fine. Hey, hey is, is the car door locked? No. Hey, uh, don't you have like your laptop and that's ah, fine. I, I just, I, I assume that it's never going to happen to me. But, but recently we got on our neighborhood page, someone posted their ring. By the way, um, like enough with the ring. Everyone, do you have a ring camera at home? Like everyone has a ring camera and I feel like it's invading my privacy. I'm like walking my dog the other day and I just see blue lights and I'm like, Ugh. like, Stop videoing me, neighbors, weirdos. But so, some, someone posted their, their ring camera and they posted, it was a video of someone trying to break in their car in our neighborhood. It's like four or five houses down. Do, do, do you know what it did on the inside? Oh, that's real. I should probably double check at night that our cars are locked. I should probably, like last night we're going to bed and I'm like, gotta get up. And I went down and said, what are you doing? I'm like, I gotta, I'm just, I'm double checking because I knew I did not lock my car door. The, the Bible goes, 1 Peter 5, 8, be vigilant. Hey, hey, idiot, pay attention. Hey, hey, come on, pay attention. Like, get, like get, get sober to the fact that your adversary, the devil, he walks about like a roaring lion. Listen to this, seeking, looking, whom he may devour. Can I just tell you tonight, we are in a battle. You, 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 can, you can believe me, you cannot believe me. 
You can like it, you cannot like it. You can be ready for it or not ready for it. The reality does not change. We are in a battle. We're in a battle. And, and Paul goes, the battle is not a physical battle. It's not a popularity contest. It's not an achievement. Who can make the most money? Get the, the battle we are in is a spiritual battle. It is a battle for your soul. I'm, I'm, I'm not advising this. I'm not like at all saying that you should watch this or that like it's okay. But have you ever heard about or seen The Walking Dead? Like, like you, ever, you ever seen like, I, I just, I won't say who, but I just heard someone go, yes, yes, The Walking Dead. But it's like, you know, the concept of the show, it's like a zombie show. And, and these zombies are roaming all about, looking, seeking, to take life, we, we, we gotta wake up to realize this, like this whole thing that, that we, we, we preach and we talk about is real. Jesus will come back, and when he comes back, there are no second chances. We will either spend eternity with him in a place called paradise that he is preparing for you and I right now, or we will spend eternity in hell and damnation far from God is real. And currently there is a battle going on in your life and a battle going on in our world, your generation, for the souls of people. We, we are in a battle. You, you, you can write this down if you're looking for, for, for notes tonight. I just want you to get this thought. We are in a battle, but God wants us to be victorious. We are in a battle and God wants for us to be victorious. Like God wants for us to win. The Bible says this in Romans chapter eight, verse something. Romans chapter eight, verse something. Uh, I, I, I can look at my notes. I believe it's Romans 8, 24, 34, 38, 39, 47, 62. Come on, help, help me out, bro. Uh, Romans chapter eight, verse 37 on the screen. It says, yet in all these things, you good, bro? Um, <laughs> We are more than conquerors through him. <laughs> it's like, it's all good. Uh, okay, when I first started preaching, I, I think God's helped me as someone that's done youth ministry for a long time. When I first started preaching, um, I, I did a Sunday morning, Bible, uh, Sunday morning Bible study, and it was like five kids. Um, actually, Miss Madison Dosher, one of our leaders, uh, everyone say, hey, Madison. Her dad was the youth pastor. She's like, hey, will you do the Sunday morning Bible study? I'm like, I'm game. Let's go. And it was like five kids. And there were two twins, Marcus, uh, uh, no, Markel and Michael. And every single Sunday, no joke, I start talking and Michael does this. <laughs> and, and I literally like would, would like teach for like 20 minutes and like fight through his, like I, I eventually I'm like, just forget it. Like he's gonna snore the whole time. It, like there's no waking him up. And so uh, there's nothing that bothers or distracts me. You could sleep. I'd advise you don't, but it's all good. But, but the Bible goes, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. The, the Bible says this uh, in 2 Corinthians 2.14, listen to this. It says, 2 Corinthians 2.14, that God, he wants to lead us now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. 
God wants to lead you in victory. Can, can, can I just ask by, just by show of hands, how many of you, there's an area of your life right now, I will throw my hand up, there's an area of your life right now that if you're honest, you are getting your butt kicked. Like we, we all have them. Like we all have areas of our life where if we're just being honest, we are getting it handed to us. That's not how God wants us to be. God does not want us to walk around defeated. Can, can, I, can I just like say, this is not in the notes, but um, we, we have for too long settled for less than what God has for us. We, we have for too long allowed things like fear and anxiety to just live and take up residence in our life. Too long have we been like, ah, it is what it is, man. Like, it, it is what it is, it's fine, it's fine. Just, I just, it's, just, it's who I am, it's what I deal with. I've always, just like, like come, come on. The, the Bible goes, God wants to lead you in victory. God wants to lead you to be a more than a conqueror. And so uh, for, for the entire year, um, you, you can throw that graphic back up, just the, the, the screen graphic. For the entire year, our theme is just this phrase, battle ready. Be, because he, he, here's what we're about this year. And, and I believe this is the word that God's given us as, as just a youth community. That God has called us to raise up a generation that is battle ready. Someone just say battle ready. It's battle ready. Because here's the reality, you are in a battle. Like right now, you are in a battle. Next week, you're going to be in a battle. Next year, next decade, for the rest of your time here on this earth, you are in a battle. And, and we, we, we got to stop being those Christians that, like, have, have, have you ever, like, driven down the road? Maybe you haven't. This is like, I feel like I'm dating myself. But it's like, you drive down the road and you see the most beat up, piece of junk car full of Christian bumper stickers. Like, we, we, we live like that. Like, we, we, we've settled so often for a life that is beat up, that is, that's less than. We love Jesus. I'm a Christian though. Uh, God's, it's like, no, 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 no. That's not who God's called us to be. I, like we, we, we're, we're gonna do it this year, but ignore those, that. Um, cover to cover. This is not a book about coping. This is not a book about dealing with it. This is not a book about learning just how to make peace. This is a book about victory. God has given us instructions and promises and ways for you and I to live a full life. John 10, 10, we, we didn't finish it, but it says the thief has come only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come, Jesus said, the whole reason I came is that you may have life and you may have it abundantly. Someone say abundantly. That just means every area of your life, God wants it to be awesome. That just means every area of your life, God wants you to be winning. God, God wants you to be successful, to be victorious. This is who God has called us to be. And I want to one more time, and then we're going to, for literally five minutes, I'm going to in introduce this series to you that we're going to start, and we'll, we'll really jump in next week. But, but throw, throw that, that phrase up again, Brad. Um, the uh, the uh, word that, that, that God's given us, that God's called us to be a sold out generation, listen to this, being raised up 
ready to engage. Someone say engage. Here's my goal. Here's my, my, my heart. That this year we, we would get battle ready, but we'd get battle in battle ready in such a way that we're not Murphy, we're Dunder. That 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 when 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 giants, when difficulty, when opposition, that that when it comes our way, we not only know how to identify it, we know how to lean in and engage it. See, because for for, for most of us, let's just be honest, one, we don't know how to identify it. So like there's things that you're, that you're dealing with right now and I'm, I'm, I promise you, you don't think they are. They're so spiritual. There's things that you are coping with right now. There's things that you're just trying to figure out how to, and you don't think they are, but they are so spiritual. They're so spiritual. Thanks. They're so spiritual. And, and I want us to be able to identify but then to have it in us to go, I'm not going to put up with this. I'm going to lean in and I'm going to engage and I'm going to defeat this. Someone say battle ready. All right, real, real quick. I told you to flip to Philippians and this will be the fastest sermon that I ever preached. Like, bro, you've been up there for so long. It's not fast. Okay, this is cool. It'll be fastest introduction to a series. So that, that's our heart. That's our theme. That's where we're going this year. But here's the series I want to start. Uh, I, want to, I want to start a series uh, t- tonight real quickly just called Beyond Understanding. Beyond understanding. Philippians chapter four, verse six through seven. We'll read it to you, give you one point that we're gonna pray and we're, we're gonna be out of here. But it says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, someone say everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Verse seven. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. It is beyond understanding. It does not even make sense. We'll guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Do, do you know what I believe the first battle that we, we have to, 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 to win and learn how to engage this year? It's the battle of your mind. I, I, I don't believe right now there is anything that is more prevalent than, than, than this right here. I, I, I've been doing, I know I'm dating myself. Um, quick poll, how old do you think I am? 32. 32, you said 27, I, I like you a lot. Um, you didn't say that, shut up. Uh, how old do you think I am? 36, bro, go home, call your mom. Uh, how old do you think I am? 12, I love you. Actually, that's, I don't know if that's, 12 is good. Um, I'm 33. Uh, I, I know I'm dating myself. I, I've been doing, I, I've been, I just said it. Like you can't get the answer now. <laughs> You're like, oh, I got it, I got it. Is it 33? It's like, that's not how it works. That's like cheating on a test. Um, uh, but but I, I've, been doing this, I've been doing this for a long time. And can I tell you, never in the almost 15 years of me do, doing youth stuff, never ha, have I seen fear anxiety, depression, um, an overwhelming sense of panic and worry. Never have I seen just an internal state that looks like this, like I do right now. And I'm not pointing fingers at anyone in this room, I'm talking about your, your whole generation. Like you can go statistics, it is proven this is a big deal. 
I, it's a bigger deal than the stupid COVID pandemic. Like this is, this is a battle that you and I need to go, hold on. This is not just like, there are chemical imbalances and there are things that like are legit, but, but it's spiritual at its core. Ephesians 6, 12 says, well, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We, we wrestle in, in the spirit. And, and what, what I want to start talking about starting next week is simply this. How, how, how do we get to a place? You can go to, to Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. Isaiah, why don't you come up and just help me close? Um, Philippians 4, 7. How do we get to a place where, where we find the peace of God that surpasses all understanding? How do we start winning the war, winning the battle of our, of our thinking? How, how, how do we on the inside start finding peace? Now, how many of you just by show of hands, you, you would admit that to, to even think about, to even think about being anxious for nothing and having peace kind of seems impossible. Am I, am I the only one? Like, I, like to be anxious for nothing? Hold on. Philippians 4, 6. The Apostle Paul, he says, be anxious for nothing. Be worried. Be stressed. Feel the, 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 the burden for nothing. Can, can I tell you, I have one point tonight. We're going to pray. We're going to close. You can throw this up. I just want you to know tonight. I want, want you to be encouraged tonight that peace is I want you to just leave with that thought even if you don't believe it. Even if you're like, nope, I'm, I, I call, I call, that's a lie. Nope, nope, nope. Just, I just want, I just want, I just want you to just sit with it. I want you to sit with that for a week and just go, okay, peace, because peace is possible. It's possible. You ever been at a dinner table before and someone is eating something that is absolutely disgusting? I have a three-year-old, and we recently were having taco night. My wife's like, all the ingredients put to the table so you can make your own taco. Because the kids are like, that's amazing. And um, it's so disgusting. My three-year-old son, by the fistful. Just killing raw onions. Yeah. And I'm, look, I'm looking at this kid like... Paul goes, there's a peace available that's beyond your intellectual ability to, to figure out. There's a peace that's available that's beyond your ability to go. It makes sense. It doesn't make sense. Where you should not have peace, God wants to bring you peace. Where peace seems impossible, God wants to bring peace. Where it seems like there is no earthly way that anybody in their right mind could not be absolutely overwhelmed and ridden with fear and anxiety and the thoughts I'm thinking, the 
Bible because there is a peace that is possible. And, and here, here's, I, I, I close with this. We serve a God, we serve a God that he does not ask us to do things that are out of reach and he does not give us promises that we can't get. That's called cruel. That's called mean. That's called absolutely sadistic. That is not our God. Our God does not ask us to walk away that is unattainable. God will never ask you to do anything that he has not given you the ability to do. And God will never give you a promise that is out of reach. Do you know why I have not told my kids that we're going to Disney World? Because we ain't going to Disney World. Like, there's no way I'm taking my little kids. That, like, no. We'll, later when you are less little. It's like, God doesn't make promises that you can't get to. And I, I, I want to show you throughout the series. I'm, I'm telling you, if, if there is a series, hear me. One of the things that God's called, called us to do is to reach people. If there is a series, I'm telling you, you need to do everything you can to invite your friends to start next week. It's this series. If, if, if there's a series that you need to do everything you can to get people that are close, that you need to be in church, it's this series because we're going to talk about how peace is possible. Peace is a possibility. God wants to give you a peace that's beyond understanding. And we are for this first month, we're going to say this. God, we want to get battle ready for the battle of our mind. God, I, I, I want to know how to be battle ready so that anxiety and fear and thoughts of suicide, depression and panic comes. I know how to not just engage, but I know how to tap into a peace that is beyond can I pray for you tonight? God, I thank you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, that you will get us a new podium where my Bible will not fall and my notes will not be all over the floor. God, I thank you in the name of Jesus that, that peace is possible. God, you're not cruel. God, you, you, you don't manipulate. God, you're not a liar. No, your, your, your word actually says, let every man be a liar, but God be true. Man may lie, man may deceive, man may manipulate, but our God does not. You are not a man that you should lie. You are not flesh that you should go back on your word. But if you have spoken it, you will do it. You've spoken. You've promised a tranquility, a joy, a fulfillment on the inside that is beyond our ability to intellectually comprehend. We just declare over our lives tonight, God, this is possible. Every area where I feel like it's not, I just, I just say, no, peace is possible. And I ask you, God, that not only this series, but this year, you would help us to get battle ready. I pray you would raise us up, you would mature us, you would grow us, you would help us, that we may be battle-ready, ready to fully engage and find victory in every war that may come our way. And I pray that in this series, God, that you really will help us to know how to walk in a peace beyond all understanding, and that this would be the best year of our entire life. In Jesus' name, all God's name. 
hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.